0: So the, 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 the subject title here this morning is Lit for This. Look at your neighbor and say Lit for This. You know, like, it's kind of like Built for This, but you've been lit for this. Lit, set on fire for something. God's chosen you for something. He's endowed you with an ability. He is, some of us who've been church long enough, we, we, we maybe we know this phraseology, we, we know he has anointed us for something been anointed to some for something anointed for somebody anointed for a great task you are lit for this i want to go through some scripture i want to read some scripture and then i'm going to jump into i'm going to jump into this message the first one i'm going to read is hebrews 5:13 through 14 Hebrews 5, 13 through 14, and and as always, if you have our our church app, which is completely free, the Gathering Church Church app, you can get it on Android, iPhone, it's completely free. Uh, My sermon notes are on there, and if you have the the, uh, version, the Bible app, uh, my my sermon, sermon notes are on there too. But Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 through 14, I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, for someone who lives on milk, milk. Now, now that, that, that word that word milk is in the Greek uh, defined as galactose, which we, we come to understand as being you know breast milk from from, from either your mother or or or, 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 or 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 breast milk that comes from the cow's milk or you know, it's, it's, it's it's milk it's, uh it, it it not not to be confused with glucose it's it's, it's it's this sugary substance and it says for someone who lives on milk is still an infant. When you're an infant, you're not able to speak. You're not able to, to, uh, to really stand. You can't, you can't do too much on your own. It says, and doesn't know how to do what is right. So for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. But solid food is for those who are mature. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between, why, b- between right and wrong. For the mature, or telos which is a Greek word that we get the word telescope from. Now, one may question, what does telescope have to do with maturity? Now, in order for you to understand the, fuel, the, the, the full usage of a telescope, you have to extend it, don't you? In order for you to understand, in order, in order for you to get the full usage of it, you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta extend it. And, and, see, and see, what the scripture is showing us here is, in order for you to be used to your fullest capacity, you must be extended. Telos. This is for the mature. The meat is for the mature. Then it goes further, and it says, who through training have the skill? This word training comes from a Greek word, gymnasium, which we get the word gymnasium. (laughs) Maybe that's why people don't like church so much. Or maybe that's why people turn away from God a lot, because God has his own gymnasium. And your life is a gymnasium. He's working you out. Working some stuff in you and working some stuff out of you. It's a gymnasium, a training facility. And through the training, through the gymnasium, you'll have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. But you won't understand the skill unless you train. 1 Timothy 4 and 8. Physical training is good. Now, listen, it says it's good. It didn't say it was non-existent, you shouldn't do it. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. So physical training is good, but he says, but training in godliness is so much better. Now, Ephesians 6.13 And I'm going to summarize all of this. Ephesians 6.13. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Or, 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 As as some versions say it, having done all to stand. Resist the enemy. It says, so so after after you resisted him long enough, you can stand. Stand firm. You've been training for this. You lit for this. He set you on fire for something. God set you ablaze for a purpose, a plan. He got something planned for you. And the enemy knows that it's a plan that has been set over your life. And he's trying to fight you to keep you focused on him and not what's before you. 1 Peter chapter 1, oh, I'm about to get in it. 1 Peter chapter one, verse seven, these trials show that your faith is genuine. So don't tell me that you have faith that hasn't been proven because a proven faith is a trusted faith. You can't tell me you got faith in God, but your faith in God has never, has, has never been tested Don't tell me that you trust in the Lord when your trust has never been tested because a tested faith is a proven faith. But it goes further. It says it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials. So when it remains strong through many trials, see, you have to train for this. It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Ephesians 6 and 10. I want to read this one too. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Some translations say be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now, I wonder I wonder what, what many of us will have to say when, we, when, we, when, we're, when we're in heaven and, and if we, we all sit across, I don't know, we all sit there in a, a big round table or something. And, and, and you know, and, and, and many of the disciples and, and some of the saints of old have to talk about a lot of the persecution that they went through. I wonder what many of us will have to say. You know, I, I can just imagine sitting at a big round table and, you know, I don't know, Stephen is sitting there. and Stephen saying, you know, I was, I, was, I was stoned to death. But even as they stoned me, my eyes looked towards heaven and I sung praises to the Lord. One disciple says, you know, I was, I was, they crucified me upside down, but yet I was delighted to suffer for my Savior's sake. You have a whole row of Christians who say, you know, they tarred me and put me on a stake with other Christians so that it can light the streets of Rome. Other Christians say, they shot me, they beheaded me, they stabbed me, then it gets to many of us. And it says, detail your persecution. And we say, they talked about us. (laughs) Why did you leave the church? Because they didn't like me. They didn't want to be around me. Oh, here's a good one. They were using me. But didn't you pray to be used? Because on one spectrum, you pray that God would use you. But then when you get used, you hate being used. Then on the other spectrum, you, you feel like you don't get used. So then you get mad at God because you're not being used. Then you get mad at God because you are being used. And you got to ask the question, which one do you want? Or finally give the right answers that you don't want either one of them. <laughs> Used. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what many of us will have to say when we stand there, and all the saints of old—they're going through all their, their, their many things of training. How they had to train for this. How they had to go through something. How they had to build through something. I wonder what what we will have to say. There are persecutions that are happening right now. Persecutions happening right now. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not as. It's not as. is uh, as, as, as polarized and as and, and, and as and as televised. Uh, as, as what we see in the scriptures so much, but it's happening. I believe that the that, that the enemy, the Satan, has moved into a whole new sphere of warfare, where it, it's 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 like it's no it's it's almost like he doesn't have to come at you in your face anymore because it's an enemy you can see. Now he has, he has put this warfare in such a place in the spiritual realm, and, and, and what's happened is we don't understand it like, like the saints of old. So since we don't understand it, then we don't know how to fight back. So when, when things happen in our life, we don't know how to correctly fight the good fight of faith. We don't know how to stand strong in the day of opposition. We don't know how to train in the gymnasium of the Lord. When things get hard, we quit. We want to be used, just not by much. We want God's blessings, but we don't want to sacrifice. We want a stage, but we don't want to serve. God isn't a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of principles. He respects his principles. The scripture says that God is just, which is heavy. Because if it says that God is just, what it's saying here is, if God is just, then that means that he is going to always be true to his word. That's why the scripture says, make sure that you don't make sure you don't tip the balance of the scales. So in 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 in, 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 in the um, in the old testament, when they would bring the barley and the wheat and stuff, make sure that when you see somebody come along who seems like they have more, don't, 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 don't try to tip the balance off in order, in order to get over on them. Because God is a just God. He's a just God. And he is so just that he is a respecter of his principles. A lot of the success things you hear nowadays, people run to motivational speakers and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is nothing more than just the principles of God, and they just took out the scriptures. That's it. There is no, there's nothing new under the sun. You don't reap unless you sow. That's God. They say, hey, quit procrastinating, quit being lazy. We look at it like it's just like, boom, that's so true. Go to the end, thy sluggard. Wake up, you're lazy. Get up. That's, these, are, these are godly principles. They are formed through the word of God. And he gives you the principle. And he says, I am a respecter of the principle. If you want to eat, you got to work. Because a man who don't work shouldn't eat. Because that's a principle. It's a principle. And God is a respecter of his Principles. He's not a respecter of the person. So when you look and you say, I don't understand how them people out there, they don't even love God, and somehow, you know, they seem like they got it out Because God is not a respecter of the person. He's just a respecter of the principle. They worked a principle. They worked a principle. And while you criticized and while you procrastinated and while you were lazy, they were working a principle, whether you liked them or not. There's a principle, a principle, a principle. I mean, principles all throughout Scripture. If you want a friend, show yourself friendly. There's a principle. Well, they didn't like me. Find somebody else. Billions of people in the world, they don't want to be my friend. Move on. Bye. I'm valuable. I didn't beg you to be my friend. They talked about me. Well, find somebody else. God isn't respectful of persons, but He is a respectful of principles. Oftentimes when we pray and we ask God for something, God doesn't necessarily give us a product oftentimes. He gives us a process. So we pray and we say, okay, God, God, give me patience. And many of us, you know, you know how we do. We say, God, give me patience, Lord. And what, what we feel in that moment is we feel like God is going to open up our heart and open up the windows of heaven. And then there's, there's something like this, this. I don't know. It's like a misty rain of patience. Just Thank you, God. I got patience. You go out in the parking lot and you cut somebody out for driving in front of you. That's because what you ask for is going to come with a process. Now, you can have the principle all day long, but the principle is going to require a process. And the process is going to require for you to step into the gymnasium to train. Because the training is going to help to produce something within you. So in the day of the evil one, you can stand. stand. Having done all, stand. stand. Well why are you so strong to stand? Because I've been training for this. <laughs> been training for it. I've been training for it. You don't know what I went through because everything I went through was good because everything that helped me to train for this. It helped me to train for this. It's funny. It's funny how how people, how people, they they, they assume when you see people who are doing things that God is calling them to do, when you see that, people usually assume that you kind of just showed up. I had had this guy, you know, a couple weeks ago, he was sitting down and and he said, uh, said, I want to do what you do. I said, now, now here's the thing. (laughs) Because anybody here can attest to this, that people will envy you for something that you will gladly give to them. The issue is if I gave it to you, you wouldn't keep it because what you see ain't what it is. (laughs) You don't understand it. You don't get it. You want to do what I did? You want to do what I did? I suffered for this because, see, a lot of training in the gymnasium has to be private. You don't see my ugly faces I make in the gym. When I'm working out, you don't see it. It's not televised, but I'm working and I'm training something on the inside of me. You don't see it. You didn't see the day after day after day that I sat in my closet with nothing but a lamp and my Bible on the floor. And I read the scriptures because I didn't have anybody else to teach me. I didn't sit around trying to figure out who going to help me. No, I knew if the Holy Spirit, if if God inspired the Bible, if the Holy Spirit is a teacher, then Holy Spirit teach me. You didn't see that because a lot of training is done in private. And your private practice will begin to show up in your public performance. God exalts those who first humbles themselves under his mighty hand. You don't see that part. You don't see that part. You quit too quick. How many jobs have you had this year? Quit too quick. Well, they didn't like me or the boss didn't like me. This was an issue with that and this was an issue with that. I quit my last job. I had so many opportunities that I I knew I should have quit. I knew I should have quit because I was like, you know what? I feel misused. I feel mistreated. I I don't feel like they deserve me. I had people who were telling me, you deserve more. You deserve more. It's funny, in our day and age, We tell people, you don't have to go through something like that. You don't have to go through that because you're a Christian. Here's my thing. If Jesus had to bear his cross, what makes you think you ain't got to bear yours? And when we say words like sacrifice, work, patience, diligence, consistency, people are going to say no. Because I want now faith. God, it has to happen now. And God says, I don't work that way, baby. It's through training. You want to, is that the body you want? Come in my gymnasium. You want to be anointed? Come in my gymnasium. Come in my gymnasium. You've worked out in theirs. Now, come on in here in mine. You sure you want this? Come on. Come on. Come on. You want this? Come on. I'll train you. I'll train you. You're not going to like me when I do it. I'll teach you to love me. I'll teach you to love me. Because once I, once I get finished disciplining you, you will learn that my discipline came out of my love. Because when you get out there in the world and when you start seeing people outside of the gym who are being disciplined by others, but you know better. And you did better. Because you've been in the gym. You've been training. You've been working out. You're not as weak as you used to be. Stop crying about everything. Get up! Train. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've learned over the years that people, people who get something for nothing, don't really appreciate it. Don't appreciate it. God understands that truth. It's a principle. The scripture actually says wealth attained little by little. By little by little. Because you don't appreciate the principle and you don't appreciate the product until he finally gets you into the gym to be able to learn. It's little by little by little. Pastor, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay, start going to the gym. You're in the gym three days. I don't see nothing. Then you quit. <laughs> it took you time to gain that crap. And you quit on the process so quickly? It just started. You've been married for four months. It's the process. You're in his gymnasium. He's teaching you something. Little by little, by little. Wealth attained. Little by little, by little. Because here's the thing God understands something. If you can be faithful with a little, I can make you ruler over much. See, people argue nowadays. People argue nowadays about tithing. And they again, I, well, I don't know. Do you tithe? Do you tithe about the gross? Do you tithe on the net? Do you tithe on this? Do you don't do this? Do you have to do that? It was the Old Testament. It was the New Testament. See, here's the thing. To God, it's a principle. Let me explain it to you. It's a principle. What he is saying here is, is I want to see where your trust and your faith lies. Now, the church will be a benefactor of the principle. The church, being the bride, will be a benefactor of the principle. But I want to see where your faith lies. So when somebody comes to me and says, I don't have it to do it, then what you're saying is, I don't understand the principle of God. Because God's saying, when I say give as you are compelled to, when I tell you to do it, then I'm I'm not asking you because I need your money. I'm compelling you because I want you to understand the principle. It's a principle of sacrifice that ultimately produces a principle of trust. Because if you can't tithe off a dollar, what makes you think you'll do it off of a million? If you can't give, if you can't give the bike he told you to give, what makes you think that one day you'll give the car he told you to give? It's a principle, and God does well in how he raises us up. The the scripture, it it talks about, about, you know, spiritual levels of maturity, and and, and the infant here is a napios, it's a baby. You just got born into the faith. Sadly enough, people have been in church for 50 years, and they're still napios. Napios, babies, still on milk. Elementary principles, still still on milk, still on milk, still on milk, still on milk. And then then you're you're moving on to more of a technon. Technon is like a spiritual teenager. And you know how teenagers can be, right? I mean, we know because we were all once one. Teenagers. You know, it's like with teenagers, we feel like we know everything, but then we really don't know nothing. We feel like, you know what, I, I feel like I'm old enough to take over my father's business, but you're not mature enough yet. Jesus says, it's not time for me yet. I'm a technon. I'm a spiritual teenager in this thing. But as I grow up, it's going to be time for me to take over the father's business. See, then you, you, you get to the teos, or you get to the telos, or you get to the, the huos, the mature. Those are the mature, the sons of God, those who are led by the spirit of God. It's levels to this thing. And God does well in how he teaches us as, as infants, as Napios, as kids. He does well in how he teaches us. And he says, Okay, I want you, I want you to live up, I want you to get up, I want you, I want you to this, okay, I want you to learn this. And he gives it to you in simple, small stages. I wrote a book called Walking by Faith. And and it was interesting because. I was able to watch, watch my, my, uh, watch my, uh, my uh, firstborn uh, son. I, I was watching him, and and and, and you know be, being there in his life, I, I noticed that when he was when he was in APOs, he couldn't move. I mean, he, he just kind of, eh. then all of a sudden you put him on the ground, and he started you know, he start making these little things like he, he wasn't he wasn't going anywhere. He just kind of making motions. Then all of a sudden, then he started doing this army crawl, and I was like, okay, look at him, look at him, look at him. Then all of a sudden he started going backwards, and I thought, look at him. Like forward thinking, son, forward. And he started going backwards. And I thought, okay, well, this is something. And then all of a sudden, you know, he got up and he started crawling. And I thought, okay, this is going to be good. This is good. This is a good thing. And all of a sudden, he got up on his two feet. Then he started walking. And his walking wasn't all that good because his balance was off. But he was walking, nevertheless. He hit something, and I looked at him. I said, just let him fall. He'll be all right. Because sometimes, even as a pastor, I got to let you fall. You'll be all right. I've been, I've, I've fallen too. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Let that bill hit you across your head one more time. You'll, you won't procrastinate again. You'll be okay. You may hate me for it, but it's discipline. You'll be, all, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. He falls over, he falls over, and he gets up. And all of a sudden, he starts walking. Then then he starts doing the unthinkable. He runs. And now as he's running, I'm like, hold up. Look at, look at this kid. And now I've got to run all around and try to keep up with him. And, and God knows those stages. And in in the maturity of faith in the believer, he gives us a dose of faith in each stage. And you got to figure out which stage that you're at. It's from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith to faith. See, I, I I I got the faith right now. When I was I was in years ago, I was in uh, I was in Abu Dhabi on a mission trip, and and, and I was there, and, and God said, I want you to go to Ethiopia, and I said, God, I don't have the money for a plane ticket. i broke broken my camera. I walked downstairs. I was I was I went to the to the uh, to the mall of Emirates, and I, I'm there at the mall and trying to get my camera fixed, and I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm mad. It's hot. 118 degrees, I mean it's the desert, it's just hot. I'm like, why is it so hot? And then finally, <laughs> God said, God, he spoke to me, he said, I want you to just walk downstairs, go to the bottom level of the mall members. So I just want you to walk straight. So I've gone downstairs. I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm like, God, what am I doing? I'm walking, I'm walking, and there was there was Juliet Bush, one of the first members of our church. She she was she was standing there, she was looking at iPad covers. And, and 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 she I looked and I said, Juliet, she said, Hey Cornelius. She said, you know what? God spoke to me and God told me to come here and God told me to tell you that he wanted me to pay for your ticket up how you know oh okay so 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 this whole God thing does work where he speaks to you and me at the same time because his whole body fitly joined and supplied and works together see she had a resource where I had faith and when you put the two together Now we can really do some things. I ended up going to Ethiopia, stayed there for five days, loved every minute of it, didn't know where I was going to sleep when I got there, ended up I didn't miss a meal, fully taken care of, got back on the plane, headed back to Jackson, Mississippi, where my wife wife was the whole time. We had moved to Jackson, Mississippi for a little bit, and we we were were there in Jackson, Mississippi. I, I came back, and I said, baby, you won't believe what happened. took me time and hours to go through every miracle that God performed. While I was there. But see, that was the faith. I had to grow up to that. And God won't overload you with too much too soon. Uh, you know, God sets us on fire to be used for his glory. Now, I want you to hear this carefully. You are lit for this. He set you on fire to be used for his glory. You are chosen, set apart. A city set on a hill. There's a reason why you were born in this time period. There's a reason why you were born in the environment you were born in. You may not see it because your perspective has been off. You are able to train in an area that other people have not trained in. Therefore, your testimony is different than mine. You can reach people that I can't because you have a different story to be able to tell them. Your relatability is different than mine. There's certain places where I go to and people don't relate to me. It's okay. It's fine. Because I know that God has a body that is larger than just me. He provides us with principles that we train in his gymnasium that sets us up on a process that invites a problem. That problem is what stands between us and the promise. Us and the problem and and, and, the, and the promise. I want to get some volunteers. I want to get some people to help me. I got to do this. Michael, come here. Come here real quick. Come here real quick. He just put his head down, so I won't use him. Somebody, somebody, give me, give me somebody else. Somebody else, come here. Just somebody. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Michael. I want you. I want you to stand. I want you to stand right there. Just, just stand right there. Just look, look at me. I'm sorry. Look at you. Look at me. Oh, yeah. Turn this way. And look at me. Thank you. Come on, come on. Sir. You, you stand. You stand. You stand right over here. <clears throat> I want to show y'all something. Who got a Bible? Somebody got a Bible? I know some church. We at church. Somebody got a Bible? You got a Bible? Solomon. <laughs> Solomon, of course. Solomon got a Bible. Thank you, pastor. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, 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 where, here's, where, here's what God does. All right. So Michael has been gifted by God. God has lit him for this. God has chosen him, set him apart, as he's done each and every one of you. So now God says, okay, here's the thing I'm going to do, Michael. I'm going to give you some principles. Here are your principles. Okay? Now, here is... The process. Uh, here, 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 here is the promise. So the promise is here. We see the promise. Okay. Now the thing is, is that you here, when you look and when you see, the promise. The promise right now where we're looking, it don't seem that far away. But most times in our life, the process or, 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 or the or the or the or the uh, the uh, the, uh, the promise, it seems further away than what we really realize. It just it just seems so 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 far away, and we quit because. It just seems so, so far away. But God has given you principles. Now, I want you to start walking toward the promise. Boom. Problem. There's another problem. There's another problem. Okay, now, mama said, okay, the kids need this. Okay, you need all this. Okay, everything's happening. Now your, body, now your body is hurting, and now things are happening to you. Now, you still got the principles. The principles still work. It's still those whose sow will reap. It's still the principles if you stand true to the word of God then God if, if, if you honor God God'll honor you the principles are still there but here's the thing you got, you got problems and problems are still hitting you you're still trying to move close and close to the promise so you still trying to move close and close to the promise but you can't move close and close to the promise why because you got problems and they're all standing in front of you the promise is still there the promise ain't moved but you look at you're, you're looking at this thing and you're saying the problem seems too much for me to bear now now here, here's, here's a pop quiz question let me ask you this question what did God tell you to focus on? Mm. Thank, you, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he never told you to focus on the promise. Mm. See, this is when the scripture says, be strong in the Lord, Lord not in the promise. Yeah. Because here's the thing the Lord is with him. So if the Lord is with him, as he moves closer to the promise, his focus should not be on the problem. But on the one he's with, because his strength doesn't come from him. Mm. And his problem is not strong enough to keep him. Therefore, if you have faith to tell this mountain to be thou removed, then it shall be cast into the sea. Why? Because the one I'm with. And if you can just stand firm, and you can stand firm. Thank you, you can sit down, you can stand I'm going to say use you, Mike. I need to use you real quick. Here's the thing, here's the thing, though, here's the thing, though. As we train, as we train, one of the things that I've learned in the gym is that you got to work your core. Mm. Now I went to this reform Pilates class and almost lost my mind. <laughs> I put, they put she put my legs in this contraption and I thought it was I thought it was a little six thing. I didn't know what it was. She, my arm all the way back and I'm, I was like, my leg don't bend back. That big, <laughs> like hold up now, hold up. Then she told me to reach. She told me to hold. I, I held it for like four seconds. And she was like, that should at least be 30 seconds. ma'am. my body don't bend like that. It ain't supposed to. You know what I'm talking about? But she looked at me and she said, you know, you're strong, but your core is weak. I looked at her and I said, well, I mean, I didn't ask you for your opinion in the first place. But But since you're handing out opinions, let me ask you a question. Why does that matter? She said, because your core helps to stabilize your body. And it helps to provide you with balance. See, the thing is, is that when problems get finished hitting you upside your head enough, then pretty soon what happens is that you can get off balance. And as long as you stay connected with the one who has the principles, you can get your balance right. But your core is work as much as you work the principles. In his gymnasium, thank you, you ABC. And the problem with many of us is that our core is off. Okay, let me give you Bible. Let me help you understand this. The Bible says to be sober-minded. Why? Because when you're sober, then, then you're able to be balanced. But when you are drunk, you are balance. And the last thing you want to do is work out when you're drunk. You're not balanced. And God says, I want you to be Balanced and you got to be balanced with the principles. Now, now, one of the things that I want you to know here is that I, I've been to therapy. I believe in therapy, I believe in it. But one thing I don't I, I want to make sure that you understand that it's clear is that therapy by itself is off balance. Because the enemy understands a completely different realm of thinking that doesn't just work with just talking. That while we can talk about our problems, which I agree with, we got to talk about them. The issue here is that, I'm not going to just talk about them, is that I have to employ the principles of God. And if I stay away from God, then I can't help but to be off balance. And I can't help but to be falling down. And and I can't help but to be weak. That's why you're strong in some areas and weak in others. Because you're off balance. When's the last time you actually took time out for God and just prayed, not because you wanted something, but because you needed to be strengthened by him? When's the last time you studied the word not so that you can just teach it to somebody else? When's the last time you got into so you can be strengthened by it? Because it is the word that gives us the principles. Now, now here's here's another thing. It's just revelation. I I want you to understand this. I was was studying this and and the Lord started speaking to me and the Holy Spirit started showing me something. Now, Now, the reason why most people get off balance, the reason why most people start to fall is because they lose something and that something is extremely important. They lose the word which is also vision. We quit because we forget where we're going and the problem tries to stand up Taller and wider than what we can see in front of us. And God says, if you just keep training, if you just keep training, and if you just keep going, then I'm telling you there's a vision in front of you. I can get you there. I just need for you to just remain consistent. Uh, There's a reason in Scripture why Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. When one is cold, two can warm. There's there's a reason why two by two. Because, see, it's dangerous to go in a gym and try to max out by yourself. You ever try to go to the gym and try to max out? I've seen it. I ain't done it. I'm not crazy. I've seen it. You know, I see the guy. He's like, I don't know if the sounds are going to build him up. He got up on the way. He goes, I ran over. Up and picked up the weight, put it back on there. He said, thank you, man. He said, next time I need to have somebody here with me. Yeah. (laughs) That's a principle. And God says, don't worry about it. I'll send you a spotting partner. (laughs) So you ain't got to work out by yourself. I'll send you some people in your life who can help to spot you. You know that pastor that you, I'm telling you, that's the one, that your pastor, he, he's helping to spot you and you keep turning from him. So it's going to keep falling on you. You know those friends, I, you keep pushing them away. That's your spotting partner. These people who I'm sending into your life, they're here to help spot you. Because you can't lift this by yourself. You're strong, but you're not that strong yet. You're growing. You're getting there, but you're trying to do everything by yourself. I've given you a spotting partner, and most importantly, I gave you a spotting partner in the Holy Spirit. Don't worry, because when I leave, I shall not leave you helpless, but I shall send a helper to help you. I'm going to help you to spot in the gym. Because I need you to be stronger. I'm going to convict you in the times when you know, you know that wasn't the right thing to say. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. I I get it. I get it. You're here. You got the principles. The problems are coming in front of you. And you begin to elevate the, the problems more than you do the principles. And all God is saying is remain consistent to the principles. And see, here's the thing. Some of you won't even understand this, and the reason why you won't is because you don't have enough weight on you. I, I've been in the gym before, and I've, I've seen, I love going to the gym. I see guys in the gym and ladies in the gym, and they're, they're working. They got, like, you know, two, 2.5 pounds just going like this. I'm like, put some weight on that thing. Put some weight on it. Put some weight on it. Strain something. Strain it. Get some resistance training. Do something. Put some, add some weight on it. And, and a lot of people don't understand it. See, when you're when, when you when, when you're going through something and people look at you and people say, well, why don't you just smile through it? They don't get it. They don't get it. They don't understand the weight of it. They don't understand the pressure of it. That's why I, I, I got to the point, I've grown tired of telling people, when I when I'll tell people, people are like, how are you? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Well, and people say, well, why don't you just take a nap? I'm not physically tired. We're at a point where your soul is tired. And, 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 And one of the things that you need to know in the gym is that if you just work out and you don't rest, then you'll never really give your muscles an opportunity and a chance to develop to their fullest form. That's the reason why God didn't just work, but He also showed you that in my gym. I rest because you need rest rest is not only spiritual rest is biblical and it is a principle I need for you to rest you are working way too hard and you think that in all of your work and all of your actions and everything that you're doing for me somehow you assume that those things are going to get you there faster the problem is, is even if you got close to it, you wouldn't see it because you will die before you get there because you are exhausted. Put some weight on it. These things are weighty. These are weightier matters. This is meat for the mature. Weightier matters. See, the anointing is weighty. You don't. You don't. You don't get. You don't get the anointing just because you. You know. You're sitting down and you. You. You know. You know a lot of scriptures. That's why, I, I mean personally. This is me personally. I don't believe that God creates preachers in classrooms. God creates preachers in closets. Because it's in the closet where He can break your heart. In the classroom, you begin to think you know more than He does. If that was the case, Jesus would have went to the temple to get disciples. <laughs> he went out to the sea and got some stinky, smelly fishermen and said, Drop your boats, leave everything. The net? You just let me leave the net here. <laughs> this is about all I got. Just that you throw the net down and walk after you. Guys, what y'all think. Yeah, yeah, to do it. I know you're a fisherman. But I'm gonna teach you how to be fishers of men. So walk on into my gymnasium. Walking into my gymnasium. Master, master, they don't like you. Don't worry, I don't care if they don't like me. I'm gonna keep going. Master, 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 master. uh, Bid me to come with you. All right, but foxes have holes. Birds of the air have a nest, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you sure you want to come with me? Because it is, it's not gonna be comfortable. Master, master, bid you, bid you, please allow for me to come with you. All right, come on. But, but, but first, master, my father died, and I, I'm going to go back and bury my father, and then I'm going to come. Let the dead bury the dead. If if that was said in this day and age, Jesus would be trending on Twitter. Can you believe what he said to them? So insensitive. Jesus is canceled. Cancel Jesus, cancel Jesus, cancel Jesus, cancel Jesus. You're canceled, you're canceled, you're canceled. Everybody else got something else to say, he's canceled. I've been telling y'all, y'all should have been canceling him a long time ago. I've been telling y'all, I told y'all not to trust him. I told y'all, look at the donkey he riding on. It looked expensive. Because most people nowadays are just coat riders. We really don't have a mind for ourselves. And if you do think for yourself, then you have become a target. Master, master, bid me, bid me, bid me to come with you. All right, come on. But first, there's a party back at my house, and I'm going to tell my family that I'm leaving. (laughs) Jesus says, any man who takes his hand from the plow is not even fit for this work. How dare you go? So you tell me you want to put your hands to it, then you want to take it back? I would rather you just stay with your family. Usually when I, I, when I when I go when I go places with, with guys. And I, one of the places I like to go to, not just to eat, I like to go eat. But I, I want I, first thing I like to ask them is, hey, let's go to the gym. Let's go, come 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 work out with me. Cause you learn a lot about a person when you see them work out. We'll be in a warm up, and they be on the side. <sighs> 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 Pastor, I think I think I'm finished. We just we just warmed up, bro. That mile was warm up. I I didn't think you got down like that in the gym. Why why are you training so hard? Life. Because one thing I understand is is that discipline transfers no matter what what arena of life you're in. If 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 you're not disciplined physically, you definitely won't be disciplined spiritually. And if God told me to go and, and walk to walk to, to California to go preach the gospel, what I'm gonna tell him, God, I can't because I, I got tubes stuffed up on my up up, up, you know, up my nose in the hospital because I didn't take care of this. Oh no. okay, Pastor, okay, okay, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna try it again, then they go throw up. Okay, I think I'm going cool. I just I just I just threw up. Now come on back, come on back. That's good. You threw that mess up, come on back. See, I told you, stop smoking. You come in here, you have some more. Come on. you be all right. You can breathe better. Your lungs are bad. Come on. Get back on this treadmill. What if I pass out? They got it. They, they got, we got a phone. We'll call 911. You'll be all right. You signed a waiver when you came in here. You, you doing this. We're going to train today. And you learn that people are not as strong as what they think they are. Because a tested faith is a proven faith. We got a lot of people who confess faith, but it ain't been proven. And the weight that's on us is a bit much. As I close here, I say this and I ask you this question. Can can you can you suffer through something long enough to finally get to where you're going? Could we stop quitting? On things. Because here's the thing you don't need a new church. You just need to go work out spiritually. For some reason, in our generation, we think that new is going to give us something better. Because the new church is going to have issues just like the old one. I need more prophecy. No, you need more principles. That's your issue. You're fat on information that is about you. Oh, that ain't what you need, baby. You need to go and train. Your discipline is off. Well, how you know my discipline is off? I can look at you and tell. That sure ain't doing you no good. That shirt sure ain't doing you no good. I can see it. I know it. Your discipline is off. And shouldn't it be that the disciples should be the disciplined ones? We should be able to pick ourselves out at the job. Why? Because we've been trained in patience. We've been trained in love. We've been trained in gentleness, in long-suffering. They should be able to pick us out. They should know us because we don't show up late. We have balance, balance, balance. That's why I don't understand. You know, people, you know, when, when, you, when, when you show up to church after praise and worship, you're off balance. Because the word I'm preaching is a word that's going to be for you. But the worship that you give to God is what's for him. And the most important part of this is not what you get for you, it's what you're giving to him. You missed the most important part. The most important part was the worship that you give to him to just say, thank you. If I don't learn anything, thank you. Because this wisdom. You can give this to me in a bathtub. I'm going to learn it anyway on the way. I'm their kind of leader. You know, when you, come, when you come to this church, you don't see, you know, yeah, the leaders, I have to tell leaders in our know, I tell Solomon and all of them, you know, Savannah and all of them. They, they look and they say, well, you know, how do I do it? I don't know. Learn it. You don't know. Walk. Michael and Amanda, when they started to go downtown, well, what am I supposed to do? Walk. You'll learn it. He'll teach it to you. Here's some books. Here's some principles. Here's some things you can know. Here's a, here's a conference. Here's a class. Here's this. But let me tell you something. All those things will pale in comparison to what he gives you in his gymnasium. And if you cling too tightly to that stuff, you're going to end up thinking you know more than what he does. And I know the problems that are before us are weighty. They seem heavy. And, and a lot of us have just learned how to carry it well. I got to tell you all the time, just because just it looks like I carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. Just because I carry it well do not mean it's not heavy. And that's why you should never envy what somebody else has because you don't know how they had to train in order to carry it. And here's the other piece of it. You could carry it too if you just keep working out. He gave you the principles. Dust that Bible off and get into it. If you want to start, start at the book of John. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke. John is a book. At the end of it, it's a book that was written for unbelievers. It is a beautiful, it is a beautiful testimony and testament of the gospel. Get to John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, 1 John, 2nd John, 3rd John. Go over to the book of Romans. Go, go, go to the to the uh, to the to uh, the to the book of Acts and then Romans and, and take your way all the way through. Get some Galatians in you, get some Ephesians in you, some 1 Corinthians, some 2nd Corinthians. Get some Thessalonians in you. Get some Titus in you. Don't wait till a new year. Don't be coat riding. Wait till the new year for my new year's resolution. Are you kidding me? Stop living your life from event to event to event. And finally, stand up and say, I am weak. And God, you call for me to be strong. I'm lit for this. You set me on fire for something. And I'm going to stop crying about what I should be fighting. So here we go. All right. I see the promise. I got my principles. So I'm going to be consistent with, the, with, 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 with all the principles that you've given me. And when I see the problem coming towards me, then, as the book of Ephesians tells me, then I, I, I make sure that I use that shield of faith which will quench every fiery dart of the enemy, which tells me that he will shoot them. But faith is what deflects them. I have my feet shod with the preparation of truth. I have on my belt of truth. Because anybody knows that when you're sagging, that means that your pants are low. And anytime you are sagging, that means that you are not fully balanced. You can't fight when your pants are down the roman soldier had to make sure that he had a, he had on a belt because if his pants were down he going to be fighting like this what a helmet of salvation Meaning that you need to stop questioning whether or not Jesus loves you. Stop questioning whether or not you are saved. If you have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe it in your heart, then, ye, how, you, then you have been saved. Stop questioning that. Put on your helmet of salvation. But I want you to get something else. And that is a sword of the spirit. And every time that enemy comes, you take that sword and thus says the Lord. And the reason why we can't fight back is because we don't know the word. So we're swinging with intelligence. And we're swinging with self-affirmations. And we're swinging with I wish I should have, could have, would have. My daddy should have been down my mama. Everybody been hurting me. And he said, I didn't tell you to use your problems. I said use my word. And when it comes, you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight. You may not like it today, but keep fighting. Just keep fighting because I'm building something in you. Keep fighting. And on the day of the evil one, when you've done all that I can, stand. Stand, therefore. Stand. Stand. And he's calling some people in here today. you're weak and you know you're weak and he's telling you to stop waiting for a new year to finally get the strength you need to fight back some you need to go home and you need to plead the blood over your house Shalom over my house you said peace you shall give me I'm tired of this spiritual mess in my house because what I don't want us to do I don't want us to get so 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 perfect in worship That we forget about the concept of warfare and we fight and we fight and we fight and we fight. And when people come and they look at you and you say, what are you doing? You say, I'm fighting for my family. That's what I'm doing. Even though I don't feel like it, I'm fighting for it. Why? Because that's what I'm called to do. I'm fighting for something. I'm fighting He called me to be a minister, and I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting. He called me to preach, and I'm going to keep fighting. He called me to plant a church, and I'm going to keep fighting. The only issue is, is that if you plant it now, you're too lazy to keep it. You have the kid now, you'd be too lazy to raise it. And God knows we don't need any more kids who don't know the principles of God. That's why he says, when you raise them in my truth and you raise them to fear me, then when they get older, they won't depart. So even though they leave your house, they still stay in mine. But he's calling some people here today to stand up to some stuff. Stand up. The weight has been heavy. And he's telling you to stand up. He's saying, I got to get the fight back in you. I'm closing now. I'm done. You got to get the fight back in you. You got to get the fight back in you. Somehow along the way, you got to get the fight back in you. See, see that this message is personal for me because I, I had gotten to the point where I was starting to let my intelligence get the best of me. And I had to remember that it wasn't by intelligence that I gained my strength. It's not just enough to ask somebody what book you're reading this month. Ask them what verse are they meditating on. What principle is he getting on the inside of you? What principle? Stop heeding the principles of the world and start getting his principles his yoke is light his burden is easy he didn't tell you it would be easy but he said it will be worth it and if he got to carry his cross what make you think your 25 year old self ain't got to carry yours at some point the napios got to get off the breast milk of mama's prayers You got to get off daddy's couch. And you got to start standing up on your own two feet. If you're going to be grown, then be grown. But you're going to train like you're a grown man. And I can't baby you because if I baby you, I'm going to lose you. If I baby you. Because if I don't keep you in the gymnasium, you're going to lose sight of the vision. And where there is no vision, the people perish. Our families are perishing because we lost the vision. We don't even know what it's supposed to look like anymore. Our community is perishing because we lost the vision. Our nation perishing. Because somehow we lost the vision. And if we're not careful. This church culture that we've created. Will cease to exist. Because somehow we lost the vision. He called us to fight. And that means that we're going to have to go to battle over some stuff. Yes, 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 we're going to worship. Yes, we're going to worship. But we got to go to war. We need more people who will take the only position that God placed inside of his church, and that's that of a slave. To just be a servant. before you come and you say yes but I'm no longer a servant or a slave but now I'm a son then that means that with greater intensity with greater intensity you should want to serve because he's your father and you don't do it as unto man but you do it as unto him Exist in this room alone. For those of you who are watching me all over the world, the power that could exist—if only we would train. Isn't it something? I say this. I'm done. Isn't it something that we have? We have in our world more than what the apostles had. But yet it seems as though we have less power. Less power. More technology. I mean, we can get the word to you in in a millisecond. I can send you a text message. You don't have to read a scroll. Now you can get it in the Message Bible. You can get it any way that you want to read it. It's right there. It's just, it's there. It's there. And it still seems as though we lack power. That's because the older saints, they knew something about the principles of tarrying. They knew something about singing even when there weren't musicians because the song didn't come when the worship leader started the song came from the depth of their soul that when mother on the front row said I know I've been changed you felt that like you never have before and you better heed this as a warning you better start training like you never have before because what is before us is going to require a great amount of warfare and the weak that while he won't let you go he can't let you know about you. But as Paul Morden put it, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. But let me be strong enough that I may be able to handle it. If you're here in this place today and you don't know Jesus Christ, And today is your day of salvation. I want to pray over you. I want to get you what you need. If you're in this place and you need to be baptized, I want to pray over you. I want to give you what you need. If you're in this place and you feel the Holy Spirit telling you this is your home, this is your church, this is your gymnasium, I want to pray over you. I want to welcome you to our family. you're in this place and you say I have not been living the way I'm supposed to and I am weak I am weak it's time to make a change today I want to pray over you and last but not least if you're one of those people who I was speaking to earlier that God is saying it's time for you to stand and stop staggering I want to pray over you If any of those five things speaks to you salvation, baptism, joining this church, rededication, or you're saying, I need to stand, I want you to do something for me. I want you to get up from your seat and I want you to come down here to this altar. I want to pray for you. Come on, get up. Come on down. Come on. Doors are wide open. Will there be anybody else? Your excuse in heaven will never be that you never had the opportunity. It will only be the fact that you give this honest statement as though I had the opportunity, I never took it. Success is where preparation and opportunity or they intersect. I don't know what kept you from trying to be here today, but you fought your way through it. And he prepared you to be here. And this is your opportunity. And it's in this place, it's at this altar, that Father, whatever it is that they've come down here for, I pray God that you will take them up in your mighty hand. God, you will enter them into your gymnasium and cause for them to train like they have never trained before. If they're coming here to call this place home, this their gymnasium, then God, they come here to not only to train by hearing the word and by worshiping you, but they come here to also serve. I thank you, God, for those who made a decision right now, who said Jesus Christ will be my Lord and my Savior. And as you compel them to right now, God, I pray that they'll open up their mouth and they'll say this right now, that Jesus Christ is my Lord. He is my Savior. I denounce every demon. I denounce every idol that I have placed over Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. Right now, the belly of their their, their loins, they say it. God, right now, Jesus Christ is my Savior. God, if any person come down here right now and you've been telling them it's time for them to stand, I thank you, God, that they don't grow weak. They don't grow weak in their well-doing. But in due season, they shall reap if they faint not. We bless you for it. We thank you in it. For each and every one of you, Pastor Savini is right here. You stand up on this right here. Please. To all of you who are here right here, I want y'all to do a favor. I want y'all to join Pastor Savini right here. Are you going to take them too? Oh, no, no, no. Pat, you, just, you can go with Pastor Savini right now. All of y'all right here, we're going to take you to the back. We're going to give you what you need. Can we celebrate them? You probably didn't come down here with something. We got you. We'll take care of you. Come on. We'll walk you to the back. Can we celebrate them right now? Y'all can do better than that. Come on.